And so, are we ready, Spaghetti? Oh, we are ready, Spaghetti. Ah, I am so pleased. Welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And this is episode 99, and I'm so excited because we're so close to episode 100. I know! That's crazy. That's bananas. That is wild. And I was thinking, I'm like, should we change our formula up, do a whole different <laughs> thing? I know we've said, like, we'll do a new theme song, but we're lazy daisies. We don't yeah. do jack shit. No, no, no. Um, but we should do that. Maybe I will start saying some dumb catchphrase at the beginning to mark yeah. the, you know, ascend Yay. into a second hundred episodes. Like, there's so <laughs> many ideas on the table. Um, and we're very excited for that. But mm-hmm. for this episode, we are going to be talking about... A much requested thing, which is Black Panther, mm-hmm. and a less requested thing, which is Andor. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody asked going to do Andor. Nobody cares. No, 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 no. But no. we are going to be talking about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. And if you know us, we're going to be talking about you know grief and death and sadness and all of those things. And then for Andor, we are going to be talking about again. If you know us revolution and (laughs) and politics so these are truly like the perfect shows to encapsulate yeah yeah the two of us yes um yeah i'm excited to get started and crazily enough brought to you by disney unbelievable who would have thunk it by disney who would have thunk it i'm so excited i okay so here's the thing when they announced that andor was coming out Mm-hmm. I could not have been happier, okay? Diego Luna is the love of my life, just okay. so everyone knows. You know, I... that was literally all I needed. <laughs> I was like, all I care about is that he is in this, and that's all that matters. I'll watch it. I'll watch him read a phone book. I really don't care. I just want to mm-hmm. see him. It took like two years to get it after that announcement, or like two and a half years. Which yeah, a long time. It was so, and then they kept, they kept postponing it. Even at the last second, they were like, oh, sorry, it's coming out two weeks later and it's going to be three in a row. And I was like, seriously, guys? <laughs> I I think maybe they didn't think it would be as big a hit as it was. I don't think it's that. I think maybe they just were like fine tuning stuff or maybe, maybe like they had a smaller budget or something like that. So it took longer to do their special effects. I don't know what the reason is, honestly, mm-hmm. but it, they did like push it back, push it back, push it back. But it finally came out and it's very good. I do want to say before we get into like the episode or the the, the show proper, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was watching Andor uh, or I've been watching Andor and my mom like walks mm-hmm. by or she sits and watches a couple episodes and she's like you know i don't like that guy's face oh! <laughs> and i was like excuse me <laughs> and so she's like yeah his face is like a frying pan and i was like <laughs> <laughs> how dare <laughs> and then she explains she she means that it's deadpan she's like there's nothing going on it's very boring he doesn't he's very expressionless mm. not in my yeah, mother yeah. not in for diego luna so then my sister was on the phone today um with my mom and we brought this up and my sister was like, oh yeah, well, it's because he looks like a frog. Oh so my God. my family, I was like, and I was like, I'm telling Carmen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling on them. I'm like, I'm telling Dare they? Yeah, How so my dare family they? is out on Diego Luna apparently, but they Ugh. were like, oh, but Gael Garcia Bernal, his, you know, long time, you know, working yeah. companion who he's been in a million <laughs> movies with. They're like, handsome, wonderful. Werewolf, werewolf by night, 
Great. So, like, <laughs> big Gael house, not a big Diego house, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think who is the more handsome one. They're handsome in different ways. I'm, it's it's Gael Garcia Bernal. I guess. But I do love Diego But Diego Luna, Luna is so tall. I didn't yeah. realize. If you look at them, don't you think that Gael is, like, tall and then no, Diego is no, short? No. Yeah, no, but it's the, it's the opposite. Around. Yeah. It's deeply disturbing. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so, in terms of Andor... So you were excited. Yes. Now here's the thing. Catherine and I have said this many times and we will continue to say it. Star Wars fans are truly some of the worst human beings in existence. Oh, it may be the worst fandom in existence. A hundred percent the worst fandom in existence. Now, not all of them are bad, but there are so many terrible people. And I was like... What is the backlash going to be for this show? Because they're never happy. They're the most miserable pieces of shit I've ever mm-hmm. encountered. Um, so far, it's been like, I haven't heard too much backlash, but, you know, who knows? Um, I was waiting two and a half years for this show. And let me tell you, it is everything I wanted and more. It's very good. I'm so thrilled. I was like, oh, it's so moving. I've cried. I've laughed. I've had panic attacks. One of the episodes gave me nightmares. So it's great. Yeah. I, for me, like, well, it's funny, actually, by the way, that you say that Star Wars fans, I thought you were going to say that they've been, like, surprisingly positive, because that's what I've noticed. Every Star Wars Mm -hmm. fan that I have been, like, seeing, commenting, or talking about the show has been, like, this is the best fucking Star Wars that is ever Star Wars. They're like in love yeah. with it. A lot of people are just like, this is what we wanted. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, relax. I've heard but, a lot of people be like, oh, this is, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. And I'm like, precisely. As yeah. Maybe it shouldn't. But it doesn't feel like Star Wars. And actually, both the things we're talking about, this does not feel like Star Wars and or and Black Panther does not feel like a Marvel mm-hmm. property, mm-hmm. which we'll get to Black Panther later. But like these both these properties have been like so different than everything around them. Yeah, that it's caused this kind of divide. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people who love Star Wars are like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And then there are I think I feel like, honestly, it's more so the hardcore fans who love it. Mm-hmm. And then the casual fans who are like, where are the lightsabers? Where's the... <laughs> Where's the force in this? I know. I'm missing it. But it's so good. It's so good. So there's 12 episodes. I think we're on episode 11 this week. Mm -hmm. I have not watched it. Catherine has. Um, I am excited. I think my concern at first was like, because it's Disney. So I, you know, you generally think they'll water it down. Mm -hmm. And there's not this not, that's not, uh, that's not the case. No, we're talking about like them talking about like prisoners being used as like like prison labor yeah um is a topic like um like the idea that there's a show by disney where we are following people who have been unjustly arrested then Mm -hmm. forced into prison labor and then they escape spoilers for andor and then they (laughs) escape from prison and everyone's like yay the prisoners escape from prison and like i want to talk about the fact that like all of these things are Things that if this was painted in, you know, real life colors, everyone's like, I don't care or I don't want to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Star Wars, they're, but they put this in Star Wars. They put prison, <laughs> like, abuse and, and prison like, labor uh-huh. um, in Star Wars. Yeah. Prison slavery. Yeah. Essentially. Wanna, 
prison slavery, literally people like dying by suicide, killing themselves in the prison just to get out of it. Yeah. Like it's one of the most absurd, like genuinely it's one of the most like, I don't know, hardcore depictions of like revolution and like um mm-hmm. revolutionary ideas that obviously that like, Disney's ever done, but like yeah. for a mainstream like mm-hmm. f- quote unquote family friendly property <laughs> It's bananas. Yeah, it's certainly not family friendly. There's torture scenes. There are torture scenes. But the thing is, the torture scenes, like, we're going to make you listen to the death cries of an yeah, alien yeah, yeah, race. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it's not like they're not being waterboarded, but may as well be. Yeah. Horrifying. I had so many nightmares. Um, this show has been so good for me to watch because I just feel like the politics are so interesting and, like, yummy i just sit there and i'm like this is this is great you're like mm, yum 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 like the discussions <laughs> between um saw guerrera and uh stellar skateboard stellar skateboard for uh, yeah, <laughs> forest whitaker and stellar skateboard have these scenes where they are just like like it's like two actors who are probably too good to be in star wars yeah and then they're just having these like cr- and also Forrest Whitaker's doing his crazy voice and oh, like all God of bless. that stuff. And yet they're talking about anarchy and about like, about um, a how movement people and like, how do you run a movement? How, how do you run a movement? Do you accept? Who do you not accept? Which is like so relevant to today. Like, I feel like it's so good because it's so relevant to like organizing work today because it's just so like, so Saw Gerrera, I would consider him like, he's more considered I'm going to look because I've had many a conversation with um, a certain political friend of mine who likes Star Wars. Catherine can figure out. Oh, is this ambiguous? (laughs) He was on our Star Wars episode. (laughs) Um, Where he basically I had because he I was like, you have to watch it. He was like, I'm I'm gonna I just he's like, I just haven't had the time. And then he uh, he ended up getting sick and he watched the whole thing in like one sitting. Um, and so he was telling me about it and, um, I think he had like a great way of putting it. Oh, okay. So he says, um, Saw is wrong about not needing a broad alliance, but he's right about many other forces being backwards and compromising. And he said, also Luthen is a, Luthen is stellar skateboard. Folks, we call Stellan Scars, Scarsguard. Stellan Scarsguard. Yeah. Stellan Scarsguard. We call him stellar skateboard for anybody who listens to, um, how did this get made? How did this get made? They called him uh, Stellar Skateboard, and apparently a lot of their fans would go into the Wikipedia and change his name to Stellar Skateboard. Um, I yeah. don't know if they still do that, but that's very funny. So we just call him Stellar Skateboard. Um, and so he said, Luthen is a shitty accelerationist, and Mon Mothma is just a sponsor. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Saw. Saw is always going to be one of my favorites. I think he is correct in many ways. I don't like that he's very... It's good to be picky, but you shouldn't be super picky when you're trying to fight an entire empire because then you're gonna you're gonna fail. Separatists. Uh, uh, what are they? What are you saying? <laughs> I can't remember. I was trying to do my Sagrera voice, but <laughs> he has no, this whole he had speech. A reason. He was like, basically, what he's saying is like, I don't want to work with these people because they just want. They basically just want the system to work for them. Like basically, like, I am the only one with clarity <laughs> of purpose. 
Yes. Pretty good. I mean, good. he's not, okay. again, he's not, that was great. But he's also, like, not wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I, I just think, think he's wrong. I just think he's just, like, uh, I, I don't think he's wrong about the clarity piece. I feel like, I feel like there's a possibility that there's a lot of people who are very, like, um, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just, like, little bitch babies. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. But I don't think Sagrera has clarity of purpose. I think he's like more so a paranoid, like, uh, like weirdo who think. And also, if you think you have clarity of purpose, you're probably wrong. God damn if it. you think other people have opinions that are worth hearing, then like not necessarily that makes you right, but mm-hmm. it's better. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like he kind of sees the pitfalls and he's like, listen. This shit ain't going end well if we let these assholes join. But then I'm also just like, but if you, if it's just you, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, you're just going to be hiding. Uh, well, Carmen took great offense to oh. so the hiding in caves line. <laughs> He's anarchy. What is it? Anarchy seems romantic when you're like hiding in your caves or whatever. And I was like, yeah. how dare you? <laughs> Stellar skateboard. How dare you? How? Oh, man. Dare you? But the scenes are great. The actors are great. They just like eat up all the scenes. Mm-hmm. the tension is beautiful like the way they build tension it's a very slow show so the first couple of episodes are quite slow but it's like building to a lot of stuff I feel like it's like setting things up and I don't think people are used to that like I think people just want like action mm-hmm. and all this other stuff right away but I like it I like I think my favorite thing is like how terrifying bureaucracy is. I was literally about to say, I'm like, I want to talk about the bureaucracy. I want to talk about how evil the bureaucracy is, how like, and how they have these conversations. We'll be like, okay, so we'll frame him and we'll kill that guy. All right, get it done. And yeah. and then also like Just mountains paperwork. of paperwork. To put yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you got it written down. Um, Put through the paperwork, do your like everything on time mm-hmm. in this specific way. Um, And I want to talk about the fact that they have this character named Deirdre who is um, evil. But <laughs> yeah. the way they set her up is in a way where you're like, not necessarily that you're rooting for her, Certainly but not. like, it's one of those things where they put her as a, in a position where she's the only woman in this like room full of men and she's right and they're wrong. And so you're predisposed as a watcher yeah. of television to be like, like obviously you're not on her side, but you're like, you guys are dumb for not listening to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But then as the show goes along, you're like, no, this is an evil lady who is yeah. like who is working for an evil organization who tortures people and is calculated and awful. There is nothing redeeming about her no, just because no. she's right. But the way they play with sort of the tropes that we're used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're there's moments where you're almost like not on her side, but you're like, these fucking assholes aren't listening. And then you're like, you know what? It'd be better if they didn't listen. Yeah. Because yeah. these guys are incompetent. And the worst thing is a competent bureaucrat? Horrifying. Horrifying. horrifying which is what we've realized on the show yeah prefer them to be incompetent and dumb not paying attention yeah. getting their paycheck and going on about their day that's yeah. what we that's prefer what we want um and <laughs> it's also really good the what's that shitty dude's name cyril cyril oh god with okay, his mommy I, issues here's the thing this show's very good the one thing i can't fucking stand is that every single episode devotes at least five ten minutes to cyril who does fuck all he is at his mom's house and i'm like what are we following this incel around for so this character (laughs) is just basically like like an incel like uh he's desperate to prove himself he thinks Mm -hmm. he's so smart and he's like has great ideas but you put him in front of a room of people 
and he collapses. Uh, he shrinks. He crumbles. He can't stand up for himself. Literally, the only times he talks back to anyone is when he's talking back to a woman. Yeah. To his mother and to Deirdre in that one scene where he, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stalks her at her workplace. Very concerning. <laughs> Very concerning. But, like, he... And that's also some of the only times he exerts any power over anyone. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's a scene where this character, he is in love, basically. Love at first sight with Deirdre, the, Mm -hmm. you know, um, fascist lady. Fascist bureaucrat. He stops her on the way to work. And when she tries to be like, get the fuck away from me, he grabs her arm and like forces her to stay and listen. And I'm like, this is, this is such a... This is like literally a perfect pin on yeah. this exact shitty dude who has no power, who is desperate for it, who can't muster it, mm-hmm. but he will be abusive to women if he can, because that's the physical power over mm-hmm. women is the only power that he can exert at all. Yeah. And also he steals money from his mom. He sucks. <laughs> and I can't, I can't with this guy, but like, he's awful. at the same time, I do wonder for the shittiest of Star Wars fans, how does it feel? <laughs> to be represented in this way. <laughs> you're here. Message out to you. You're here. You're in the galaxy far, far away. Now you too. don't have to worry about not being represented and about all the all the Absolutely. colored folks being represented. You're here. You're here. You're not queer. I'm <laughs> so excited for you, shittiest of Star Wars fans, to have this kind of representation. It's mm, truly, so honestly, exciting. if we're talking about revolutionary... Chef's kiss, revolutionary. Because <laughs> they're not Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or Lando or any no. other characters. Mm-mm. They're not even really, or they might be General Hux or Kylo Ren, never mind. But like, generally speaking, their representation has been few and far between. And I think uh-huh. this is a really brave thing that Star Wars has done. I think it's beautiful. It makes me so happy. And also, I feel like this show really taps into Star. And Kath and I had this conversation. Uh, last week but star wars like usually for example when somebody does something bad you don't generally kill them oh yes you tie them up you take them to jail you give them to someone blah 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 that scene where andor is like doing the heist stuff and then the guy at the end of the heist is like i'm an opportunist and i just want money um, let's just leave them here and take all the stuff and go. And he just shoots him. I love that. And or just shot him. Cause I sat there and I was like, this motherfucker. I was like, he better fucking die. And then he shoots him. Shoots that him right away. That never happened in any other Star Wars thing. No. And there's also small moments like that too, where they're all sort of at gunpoint, um, mm-hmm. when they're doing the heist and they're like, oh, it's really tense. And then what's her name? Cinta. She comes yeah. down like the, the way and just shoots the guy in the face. And she's 100%. like, let's go. Like, we like, don't have we time doing? for this. And I'm or, like, the this one, or the fact that Andrew in the first episode shoots the two security guards. Or shoots that, the, both the well, security guards. one of them head. died because his head oh, was yeah. made of jello. Like, yeah. He, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. One guy gets headbutted gently and he dies. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy gets shot. I don't know why that guy died. I still, I've watched that scene a couple times and I'm like, he was lightly tapped and he fell over and he was dead. Dead. Dead crazy but yeah he's like i'm going to kill you i will like yeah. this is not a situation where we're going half measures no, we're no, going no. and that's full what I measures love about andor mm-hmm. no half measures zero it actually makes me sad because a lot of the a few of the people in the jail scenes are people that are in rogue one yes um which means they're all gonna die 
everyone eventually, yeah, everyone in the story, or at <laughs> least the main character of the story, is going to die. You know um, who survives? The test of fucking time. Fucking Mon Mothma. Carmen, here's the thing. Mon Mothma is clearly on a character arc. You know what I mean? Like I she know. has to st- If Mon Mothma is known as someone who is like one of the founders of like the resistance or whatever, and she's a very important figure and she's clearly like willing to do stuff in other places, having her at this moment be like unsure is a character arc. I know. I just like don't like <laughs> Just, I feel, not that I don't like her, but I'm just like, ma'am, you did not, you guys did not do enough. You kind of were like, it's fine. And then just left it. Because like, if you watch like the Mandalorian, it talks a lot about how like, oh yeah, the after the, yeah, after the rebellion and stuff, they just kind of were like, "Mm -hmm." the outer rim, the outer folks will be fine. They'll figure it out. I mean, that does sort of check out. But also the thing about Star Wars, which is with another reason why Star Wars is fucking stupid, is that Star Wars takes place over a galaxy. The idea that you could yeah. have any sort of rule over a galaxy is pretty silly. Yeah, they should have maybe created not that a, a solar system. Even is yeah, you yeah. don't have you, people can't have dominion over like a square kilometer of space. What are you talking about? You know what no. I mean? It's hard to do it on Earth right now, and they mm. sometimes succeed, but they often don't. Mm-hmm. So the idea that the Empire could run and rule a galaxy and that the Rebellion could also rule that galaxy is wild. Wild. Um, one thing, so speaking of Mon Mothma, one thing I like about this show also is the fact that they have this this subplot with Mon Mothma's shitty daughter, um, <laughs> where her shitty daughter is like a conservative for whatever yeah. reason. And I'm like, this is great because that happens. Like that does people happen. who have very, who are very like liberal, whatever, mm-hmm. very lefty, have kids who will be like, I'm rebelling against you. How I'm going to be a fucking conservative, like piece of shit, <laughs> piece of shit, traditional, and also I'm going to be rude to you at the dinner table. Mon Mothma, this is this is where Mon Mothma loses me. She's where she, she don't be, where she she's w- not beating yeah. her kid. I uh, you need if to do something. If my child spoke to me like that, how <laughs> dare you, you need to do something. Okay? <laughs> Like, she's just like, oh, like, she just seems so shocked. And I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, say, don't talk to me like that. Just like the character, him. the character of Luthen, whenever he yells at somebody, I feel like I got yelled at. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where he's talking to um, Vel for the first time. And he's like, listen to me. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that uh, the redheaded person? No, that's the no, blonde no. woman. Oh, yes. Oh, when yes. When he first yes, meets yes. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the wherever they are yeah but like he yells at her when stellar skateboard yells at someone you go okay all right mm-hmm. um stellar skateboards would not have mon mothma's daughter absolutely not right i also like that he had that with that speech that he had where he was talking i burn about... my decency yeah 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 he's basically like i have no future. morals anymore because yeah. i have to do unspeakable things for this revolution mm-hmm. and i was like cool cool yeah. cool cool it was very it was interesting. Good. It was an excellent speech, yeah. Oh, he ate that scene up. I was like, my God, they do not pay you enough, I don't think. Like, I was like, what is happening? What do I sacrifice? <laughs> Everything! <laughs> yeah, and you're like, mm, yeah, I'm convinced. And I'm like, that yes, sir. Um, 
Yeah, it's such a great show. I do highly recommend that everybody watch it because... Me too. Even if you've never seen any Star Wars, you don't have to. That's the best thing about this show. You really don't. You don't have to. You can just watch it as like... Watch it and think of it as kind of like a political action drama. Yeah. All you gotta know is that like there were Jedis and a Republic. That ended. And now there is an evil empire. This is actually, by the way, the one final thing I want to talk about with Andor. Which is, mm. I've told you this already, again, why Star Wars is fucking stupid, is that, like, you have this really serious drama about bureaucracy. You have mm-hmm. this really serious drama where they're talking about revolution. But then occasionally they'll mention Emperor Palpatine. And, um... <laughs> Emperor Sheev. Palpatine. Sheev. Sheev. My, man, my main man, Sheev. Sheev, who looks like a scrotum at this point and who wears an evil hood. Yeah. And they will occasionally have moments where people will be like, well, the emperor said, or like, ah, oh, I can't believe but the emperor, or I was speaking to the emperor and he said that we should do this. And I'm like, really? That guy. You spoke guy, to Sheev? You spoke to Sheev and he said, good, good. Like, what? let the what? hate flow through you. Also, please make sure you... Raise the taxes on Andorin 7. Like, what? No. <laughs> what? I don't believe that. I don't believe... Here's the no. thing. You can put all this bureaucracy in it, but I'm like, if the head of the bureaucracy is Sheev Palpatine, I don't think it works. It doesn't work. <laughs> that guy belongs... That guy belongs in the cave. That guy belongs <laughs> huddling over like a witch's yeah. cauldron. And but he that's kind of what he's involved. doing. That's kind of what he's doing in the original movies. He's just like... Yeah, just hanging out. But the thing is, they have moments in the show where they'll be like, oh, the Emperor said to do this. And I'm like, did he write it down? I want to see it. I want to see that scene. And yeah. if Andor is truly to be the best Star Wars show ever, which at the moment it basically is. Yeah, it is. I mean, actually, that's debatable because it doesn't have a baby in it. Uh, (laughs) but it it may be the highest quality Star Wars show ever but if it is to truly get there I want a scene in this final episode coming up where Sheev is writing that legislation I need to see it Yeah, I need to see Ian McDermott put on the scrotum face and be (laughs) writing away his legislation where he's like and we're going to make sure that traditional ceremonies cannot be allowed and we're going to raise the taxes by 2% this month and then 8% that month I want to see it Unbelievable. I, um, I do want to say that uh, the the child, the boy, I mean, he's not a child, but I mean, he is a child. The boy who died during the heist. Yes. My sweet baby who wrote a manifesto. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. I cried. That was good. I cried. And I knew the second I saw his face, I was like, he's dying. He's, oh, absolutely. I was like, he is too, he is too friendly. He is too personable. He is Affable? too sweet. No. No, he's dying. Most people don't survive. Idealist, an affable, idealist, sweet boy who wrote a manifesto. Get out of here. He's getting crushed. I really hope that manifesto comes back. Like, I really hope it comes back because I'm just like, I'm. that's the one thing I've been like, where did it go? It's, I swear to God, Carmen, I told you, again, I, we've had this conversation before, <laughs> but I was like, um, the first line of that manifesto is going to be rebellions are built on hope. It better or be. Or something like that. Like, it better <sighs> be. I love that kid so much. And even like, oh, I was just like, just looking at him and just like his idealism. And I was like, we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> so it's really sweet. Oh, God. So, yes, please watch Andor. It is fantastic and amazing and unbelievable. Um, and even if you don't like Star Wars, you will. And actually, especially if you don't like Star Wars, mm-hmm. you will like Andor. <laughs> so I think you'll be 
pretty much good to go. Um, especially if you're into like political stuff, I think it's really great. And you can have a lot of fun conversations about what different things mean and whether or not stellar skateboard is an asshat of a human being. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time, but now we have to talk about the meat of our story, which is black Panther. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Here's the thing. I love <laughs> the first Black Panther. The first of all, the, you you can't outdo the first Black Panther. It's just not possible, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, the thing I loved about the first Black Panther is from having conversations with so many people, people from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, picked up on different things in the movie. So if I think about like, um, for example, like Catherine, I remember we, I had a conversation with our friend Alicia and I remember her saying that like, what, one of the things that stood out to her was Killmonger representing kind of like the, um, like the African diaspora not being considered like African enough. Yes. Yeah. And like that kind of um, turbulence and like division and stuff and like how that can create animosity towards each other and like all the other stuff um and i had never thought of that until she said it but she's like no because oh, really? i've experienced it and I was yeah like, i was to say that was like what i was watching when i watched yeah, that movie. Yeah. i was like this is about i know what this is about. <laughs> whereas for me i was like you know i really caught on to this idea of like you know um uh what's it called like isolationist politics versus Mm -hmm. like you know like how do you how do you protect how do you balance the whole protection of your people with like everything going on and like when is it responsible when is it not because like the idea that people were being enslaved and these guys were like we're just gonna be here wakanda having a nice nap (laughs) through the transatlantic slave trade wakanda that probably had flying ships in in 15 whatever being like not my problem and then like (laughs) having a magical gate around their country yeah sus um yeah so like there's a lot of things but this new one I was so stressed about this one just because I was like I don't know that I have the emotional capacity to deal with it because Jad- Chadwick Boseman died and then I was like what are they gonna do um but then they announced that there were gonna be Mexicans in it and by Mexicans I, I, I oh mean, my god Namor um I've Carmen, never been more excited <laughs> Carmen it was just like yes Mexicans in the movie <laughs> like, like couldn't have been more excited that was all she talked about she was just like ex- sending me messages that were just it just said like mexicans exclamation mark <laughs> exclamation mark exclamation mark and i was like all right um <laughs> she was so excited I was so excited and it wasn't just like any mexicans it was like indigenous yeah people of like i would assume so like the mayan kind of area so like you know the southern parts of of mm-hmm. Mexico and Guatemala. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, because I don't think we've seen people that look like that. Or I don't think I've we've seen my culture, like, or like our indigenous culture represented in any way that's not, you know, all I can think about is Apocalypto and I, I want to punch someone in the face. Yeah. <sighs> it's interesting as well. I saw something where someone was talking about the fact that like, they really appreciated that with the... Um, they're not Atlanteans in this one. They're from... Uh, Tlalocans. Tlalocans? Tlalocans? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, that they are blue in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. But what they did in the movie was that they are blue when they're outside of the water. water. But they are brown 
when they're underwater. So yeah. you still get to see brown people like in the space. Yeah. Instead of everyone being like a Zoe Saldana, I'm blue now. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, is that a black lady? Yes. But she's green. So <laughs> that I appreciate Or she's as well. some avatar alien situation. Yeah. Either or. Um, green, blue. She's been many colors. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm not going to make it Nina Simone joke um anyway oh excellent one excellent no do make it black too she was she's been painted black too um, um yeah i thought it was i don't know i was really worried but i knew that it was when i saw the first trailer i was like ah this movie is gonna be about grief oh of course absolutely cool, i mean cool, it really cool. couldn't be about anything else if it were it anything would, else imagine it if it was just terrible. like super cheerful like do, 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 whatever <laughs> like they don't even care they recast t'challa and it's just like some other guy and they just pretend um yeah like the thing is that i feel like 10 years ago that ex- would be exactly what this movie would have been mm-hmm. or without with a different creative team mm-hmm. that could have potentially been exactly what this was no um, right very was like cheerful, no. like <laughs> we're just gonna paint over it and we'll dedicate the film to him that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but they were like no no in this movie he's going to die and he's going to die in a way similar to Chadwick Boseman where out of nowhere you're like he's dead do you remember where Um, you were when you found out he died yeah I was at my ex's house I read it on the news or like it came up on the news I was like what and then I messaged my friend John um and i was like um apparently chadwick boseman died and then i just remember i was crying because it was like during the pandemic shit was bad already and i was like it doesn't stop like it doesn't stop (laughs) so i was already at my wit's end so i was just like crying and and my ex was like who like what because you know he wasn't into marvel or anything so i was like you know you know all the other other factors (laughs) uh and he's like why are you crying and i was like telling him and he's like oh that's sounds sad and i was like fuck off um and i was uh crying and then i told my friend john and my friend john literally the messages i got for the next hour from him were nah man that's not funny no that's not true and like i wasn't trying he wasn't he was just like in shock so i think everybody was in shock you were watching the news right or Or, no i was like in the kitchen and my mom was like Oh, blah, blah. And I was like, I, did, I barely heard her. And I was like, what? Like, I was not even being nice. Yeah. I was like, what were you even saying to me? And she was like, Chadwick Boseman died. And I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it was so shocking. I couldn't even believe. I couldn't believe it. And I think that is the disbelief that, like, they portray in the movie is the disbelief yeah. that, like, everybody felt. Because we were like, what? Mm-hmm what? I don't understand. I don't understand what you're even saying to me. There's, like, only been a few celebrity deaths that i feel like have been like that mm-hmm. where it was just like excuse me like i feel like it's chadwick boseman robin williams robin williams and maybe like heath ledger where you were just like what Pardon? excuse me like i don't <laughs> this doesn't compute i don't understand yeah um yeah and it was really it was bad it was really bad it's, it's really it's really a devastating thing that happened Mm -hmm. but it's Um, also it's like devastating on so many levels and i don't think people necessarily one because it was he was black panther and like yeah so he meant a lot to so many people because he was like so iconic Mm -hmm. but then also it's like black men die early a lot or black people in general but black men die early a lot and so it's also one of those things where it's like we can't have one nice thing no and also the fact that like 
he it just he was one of those people who was basically like a generational talent like he was Mm -hmm. very much on his way to being a denzel or something like that like a a talent where you're like oh yes viola davis like one word one name you got it you know that kind of person um and then he just gone you're like oh okay and so that's what the movie opens up with and that's what the movie deals with for the rest of it and they basically mostly deals with it through like the characters of Ramonda, his mm-hmm. mother, Queen mm-hmm. Ramonda, and then and Shuri, and then also, okay, we haven't said any spoilers yet for Black Panther. <laughs> spoilers for Black Panther. <laughs> Queen Ramonda dies. Dies in this movie. They had the gall, the audacity, the unmitigated have... gall to kill off. How dare they? Angela God. Bassett. Angela Bassett looking number one. Angela Bassett is like sixty five years old. She looks better than any of us. I, be I better than any of us. Better than uh, Carmen and I for sure. Better than any, but like like her Truly. arms. Oh, gorgeous. Um, like like she's so like built, but also so. She just looks. By the way, she's perfect. This is this is this is where it, this devolves into like a thirst moment. Um, <laughs> she looks incredible. Lupita Nyong'o. I didn't even have words. Oh, in the bright colors and all the bright colors. Oh my God. I couldn't, I couldn't even handle, I was like, I can't understand what I'm looking at. It's too beautiful. Her in that pink dress. I was Mm. like, Mm. any, Mm. anything you want, anything you want. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Her. M'Baku is still hot. M'Baku is still hot. Yeah, of course he's still hot, but like, then you have Tano Cuerta in this movie. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, we all right. We I talked knew. about grief a second ago, but I <laughs> he what a beautiful man. First of all, guys, he's a beautiful man. Uh Huerta mm-hmm. is gorgeous and um he plays Namor, um, or Namor if when he says it. Um yeah. and he is basically kind of the villain. Um he I mean, is, he's the one who kills Angela Bassett, so he is you the know, villain. we all have things going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is really beautiful, and mm. also the actor is such a badass. I The only reason I think he can get away with this is because he posts everything in Spanish. Mm. And that's why I think he gets away with it. But I've, he is a darker-skinned Mexican man yep. with an indigenous name. And so he talks about a lot of what he did before he was in this movie. I think he was in Narcos Mexico and a couple of other things. I'm not sure. But yeah, he talks about how like he's an exception to the rule in Mexico. And I just saw an interview with him um, maybe like a few days ago that said where he's talking, he's speaking in Spanish and he's like, if you watched Mexican media, you would think we were a Scandinavian country. <laughs> because everybody is white and blonde and blue-eyed. And he's like, everyone's light-skinned. Everyone has blue eyes or blonde or like, you know, like everybody's like has very light features. Like even myself, I'm like, you know, an off-white aged parchment. I think I'm too dark to be on Mexican TV. Yeah, probably. Like that's, so that's how bad it is. And so he talks about how like his politics are so good. He makes fun of white Mexicans constantly on his Instagram. (laughs) The amount of white Mexican memes he posts. I'm just like, what a man. And I only think he's gotten away with it. Yeah. Because it's in Spanish. Cause he would not be able to do that in English being with Mm -mm. Marvel. No, it would not be possible. And he also talks about like anti-capitalism and like, (sighs) 
fighting the power and he talks about like environmental destruction and like you know he's always just like listen what i don't know what we're doing here but it's it's a fucking nightmare um we need to get our shit together and being able to talk about like he's like for years like as a child i was told that my name was funny was laughable because it's indigenous and that i was too dark and that i was ugly and that i didn't belong and he's like so i'm hoping that being in the movie shows kids that look like me that like there's nothing wrong with you being yeah. who you are, which is very important because people often forget that um, Mexico's hella racist, as is the rest of Latin America. Mm-hmm. The most racist. Holy shit. It oh is funny. Like, on a side <laughs> note, like the fact that it's often Western media that actually portrays um, like different brown skinned people in more accurate ways than yeah. their own countries do. And even and the fact that Hollywood is so racist that <laughs> that they're the progressive ones is crazy. It's it's wild. Like it's so great. Like 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 I was thinking about Bridgerton, for example. Mm-hmm. Like the the second season, how the two main um, girls in it are Indian and they're like yeah. dark skinned Indian Indian mm-hmm. woman, and they would get a fucking job ever in India. No, ever. And Hollywood and like North American media and like is so mm-hmm. racist, but they're the progressive ones. It's wild. crazy. It's wild. It's wild. Um, yeah, and also his back muscles though. Oh, oh, beautiful, beautiful chefs. Okay. Speaking of, so he's the villain or the antihero, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's very much, I don't, I don't know. Again, you don't need to attack the country because they aren't. Oh, no, no. I didn't think that was correct. I just think that his whole, like, I just like the whole idea of like, we should let things burn. Okay. So, so here's what, here's what it is. So he shows up and he's like, um, you fucking Wakandans made vibranium like a, something that everyone is now aware of. So people are looking for it. Mm-hmm. So people are coming to my fucking house yeah. and trying to take my vibranium. It's your fault. So you're responsible for it. Right. Fair. Um, To an extent. Yeah. Fair. But then like when they're like, we're not going to let you kill a child. <laughs> and then, cause there's like a, a young scientist who, um, made a vibranium detecting device and he's like i have to kill the scientist which to me is the plot point that makes the least sense in the whole movie because (laughs) like like do you think that that little girl making it they that the u.s government didn't write down everything she did yeah you think the u.s government didn't disassemble that machine she made and make a, a copy of the plan come on now like why would killing her help this at all it's not like I just made no sense to me at all, honestly. The idea no. that he has to kill the scientist so that she can't do it. And also, if she was able to make a vibranium detecting device, surely someone else could too, right? I would hope so. But maybe there... I, I don't know. Like, I... Yeah, that plot point was weird. Very it's weird. one of those things... Because Disney does this thing where it makes certain people do things that are, like, needlessly evil. Yeah. And like it's always people with like really good politics or like a like where you he's can the killmonger really... of this movie. Yeah, basically. yeah, he's the killmonger of this movie where you're like, no, he's right. But then somewhere down the line, you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That Although, doesn't make sense at all. Let's real talk. I don't even think killmonger is. I think killmonger was more in the right than uh, this guy was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's sure. let's be real. Um, but I also think it's. I was there was one thing that I was disappointed by, and I think it was like the fact that like. It ended up being technically, I know it's 
like Talocans or whatever. So it's not yeah. Mexicans, but we're going to call them Mexicans. So the fact that it's like Mexicans versus black people. And I'm like, yep. we don't have enough of this already on this planet. We, I truly, I was waiting. So there's a scene at the end where they're fighting on a ship, right? Yeah. And like, they've already introduced. Now here's the most fucking useless part of this goddamn movie. Martin, um, Martin Freeman. And I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but why is she here? There she here other than like also you didn't like she they made her evil but I also feel like people wouldn't have clocked her as evil unless you understand U.S. imperialism yeah because right. when Martin Freeman's like oh well what would we do? could you imagine us with vibranium and she's like yes it's exciting and I'm like that's very terrifying to hear and like she like the thing is <laughs> I think it's obviously it's with the intention of being a terrifying statement but I feel like maybe it might have gone over some people's heads but here's what mm-hmm. I was thinking when I'm watching this movie and they have this subplot where like um, Martin Freeman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus like know that, that this is happening yeah. sort of I was like I bet you there's gonna be a scene where Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like in a helicopter with binoculars watching the Wakandans and the uh, uh, Telokans fight and it's like, haha, this is all I've ever wanted. Because that's what it felt like. I was like, don't fight here. There are white people who are doing crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> you don't fight and each other. that's what upset me. Because I was like, you're telling me I have to wait to like, I guess they're setting it up for the third movie where it's yeah. like, listen, we're going to have to get together because then there's going to be, they're going to come for our, vibra- our vibranium. And But I'm like, no, no, no. I wanted this now. Why did this turn into um, an historically accurate look at like how... Mexicans yeah. treat black people. You know, like, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like They're this. like, it's very upsetting. Because like, oh, it man. is true. Like you're watching it, and you're like, you guys shouldn't be fighting each other. You need to be fighting them. What are yeah, we this doing? is not a thing. And honestly, like it's funny. The vibranium plotline. I think obviously it makes sense for it to be in the yeah, story yeah. because of the Wakandan thing. But like in Aquaman, right? There's a mm-hmm. plotline that's similar where they have their own Atlantean. Uh, people and mm-hmm. those Atlanteans just like the ones in this movie want to destroy everyone on the surface world mm-hmm. but in Aquaman they want to do it because they're like you're polluting our fucking water you throw garbage into the ocean constantly mm-hmm. and so we want to kill you and I'm like honestly if they had added that into this story that would have been like the just perfect little cherry on top to yeah. make everything feel more justified Yeah, because if he's just like I want to kill you all because I don't want to share my vibranium or I don't want you finding out about us. That's one thing. But like, if you add like, also you're polluting my fucking home, then you're like, yes, yes, yes. Makes sense. Now, now it's a little bit just like, like that little sprinkle. And I think the only, I think the only reason they didn't do that is because that's in the DC movie. Yeah, that's probably true. Cause it's, it's it's true. Um, It's such a justifiable reason, right? They're calling, um, they're calling Namor Aqua Poppy. Oh, um yeah and i think for me like so there 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 was that and the uselessness of martin freeman i was like why are you in this movie he showed up and i was like who who asked for this who did who um the white people the white people asked for this um i loved so the way that they talk about grief is like so nuanced to me Mm -hmm. and beautiful like one it was hard to watch it was really hard to watch the like the fight at the end between the Mexicans and the Wakandans because I was like (laughs) I'm gonna keep calling the Mexicans because I was like that's good I was like this is what we do the white people interfere and then we get pissed off with each other and then we fight each other instead of fighting the white people this is literally like this is world history my friends Mm -hmm. in just like one scene um so it was very upsetting but I mean it ended being it ended up being like semi okay but I really liked 
the way they handled grief, I was like, I don't know who did this, but this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The yeah. layers. And you know, because I do a lot of grief stuff and like that's part of like my job or like part of my calling I feel is to like do that stuff. So like seeing it on screen, first of all, I'm so happy that they, one, that they talk about grief as like anger because that doesn't oh. happen very often where because oh, usually absolutely. it's seen as like a shameful thing like mm-hmm. i notice that a lot of movies are like oh you're angry because you haven't gotten over it and like usually by the end of the movie the person's not angry anymore which is like a thing but i'm like no 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 you get to a hundred percent be angry and be like listen you piece of absolute garbage you killed my mom you know or okay. whatever the idea that at the end she's like we're allies i'm like he killed, killed your, mom your mom yesterday <laughs> I wouldn't be his friend ever. I and mean, I understand the idea that like she yeah. can't kill yeah. him for like many reasons, but like, ooh, that because like the anger thing is important because anger with grief and anger with like mm-hmm. injustice and in, in, like injustice. It is it is one of those things because I feel like I actually am someone who probably leans towards anger with grief yeah. because when something that has happened to you in the past happened, yeah, girl. I have never, I'm still mad at him. I'm still mad. <laughs> I know. He comes back from the dead. I'm yeah. killing him. I, I'm still angry about it. Um, and like <laughs> people, I don't like the idea that you can't be angry about that. I'm like, absolutely no, not. absolutely not. And even like one of the most delicious scenes or to me, the most delicious scene was Namor um, killing a bunch of priests. But anyway, um, yeah, that, was, that was truly one of the best moments. I was, I wanted to be like, do it again. Um, <laughs> so the scene with him being angry because he's like, okay, my mom missed her world. And so she died and she wanted to be buried here. And he gets mm-hmm. up there and he's like, what in the fuck is this? What have you done yeah. to her home? Yeah. You come up and it's kunky. So you're like, oh God, oh, God. what? Or, or like, even when he's like, you wouldn't believe what I saw. And Catherine and I were like, a hundred percent. We can imagine. We'll believe it. We believe it. <laughs> and we also the fact it. that the reason why they go underwater in the first place is because they got smallpox from like, like settlers coming from the whitey, from the whitey, like, from the Spanish coming Disgusting in the first place. Pieces of shit. Nasty, nasty, nasty. people. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so, it's so upsetting. But anyway, <laughs> it was so good. I love that. I actually really loved the way they did like the ceremony stuff. So especially mm. the procession for um, T'Challa as they're going down. And there's like the dancing and the music yeah. and everything. Because I was like, never in a million years would you ever have seen this in like a movie directed by a white person. Oh, in no world, in absolutely zero world at any fashion, never. No, because, and it's even funny when the trailer came out and they showed that scene of everybody in white, I remember seeing people in reaction videos being like, is somebody getting married? And I was like, what? Like I saw it, I was like, oh, it's the funeral because they're all in white. Because you know, cultures, not all cultures do grief and like mourning in the exact same way. Get your head out of your ass. The browner you are, the more likely you are to use white. Yeah. And the whiter you are, or the lighter skinned you are, the more likely you use black. It's like, like you're using the opposite of whatever you look <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> oh, God. It's so upsetting. Anyway, so I love that scene. I love that there was dancing. I love that it was a celebration because it was supposed to yeah. be like he's... Because that's the thing, right? Like, not every culture sees it as like, yes, it's hard mm-hmm. and it's sad for the people who are alive, but for the people who are dead, it's like, oh, you're going back to your ancestors. Yeah, it's a celebration. And also the fact that, like, you can see that for those who aren't close to him, it can be more of a celebration, but for mm-hmm. those who are, are close to him, they're not, like, 
dancing. No, they're, they're like, not happy. this fucking sucks. This is, um, that's because their grief is personal grief, mm-hmm. which is different. Um, the Shuri thing that drug, was, Shuri burying herself in work was also grief. That was, yeah, that was grief. The way I really enjoyed the conversation between Queen Ramonda and Shuri where they're Aww. by the fire and they're talking about, she's talking about, um, the queen is talking about how you need to like, yeah. um, start to move on and that you need to burn the funeral clothes mm-hmm. so you can start to let go and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then when she's talking about how she felt Chad, uh, Chad mm-hmm. <laughs> she felt the Chala, mm-hmm. that she felt his spirit. And then yeah. Shuri's like, that's just a construct in your mind. Because Shuri is someone who is like, so, um, bases everything in what she can like touch and yeah. what she believe what what she can actually prove with science so she's like religion is not it's all fake yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. real and that's a big conflict through the movie um and it is a funny thing because technically in the marvel cinematic universe we know it's real yeah. <laughs> the afterlife is real <laughs> there's a whole show where someone goes to the afterlife and they mention <laughs> that it's real yeah. so like that's a funny thing but like for her if this was a real life thing that is a real life thing that people deal with all the time when you're mm-hmm. when you don't believe what how do you deal with grief versus um when you do believe and also like what's the harm in believing that that person has touched you or that person is watching over you mm-hmm. if you can't prove it if it brings you comfort yeah and that's the thing i love that so much i even loved I love that it gave her kind of that thing where she's like no i don't want to believe this cuz in my, what i thought it was was also just like when you're grieving, and especially when people die, and especially if you're like Shuri and you don't have that kind of spiritual whatever, mm-hmm. you're also grieving how you relate to the person in the afterlife. Because like you, like your relationship, like my whole yeah. thing is like you still have a relationship with somebody when they die. It's not necessarily the same. It's very much like it can be based in memory or whatever, but that, that connection is somehow still there just based on like you remembering them. Mm-hmm. And so when she was like, yeah, no, that's not a thing. I'm just going to work and like, fuck everything. Um, I was like, yeah. Cause she's like, I don't know how to relate to my brother now that he's dead. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. want to, I can't even conceptualize that as a, as a thing maybe. Yeah. And so, and even when she was like, she's like, I want, I want the world to burn because she's angry. I was like, yeah, I would too. I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. That was great. I do enjoy though. Also, so when she goes to the ancestral plane, mm-hmm. when she takes the heart shaped <laughs> herb and goes and it's fucking Michael B. Jordan in a sweater, uh, a open loose knit cardigan. Um, beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. man. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I That was such a yeah, good yeah, choice yeah, yeah. because I feel like the easy choice would just have been because they kill the queen, right? So you yeah, think, yeah, yeah. well, the person she's going to see is going to be her mother, yeah, yeah. right? Like T'Challa saw his father. That's what it's going to yeah. be. And the fact that it's her fucking cousin, her <laughs> just showing up. When he says like, hey, little cousin, I was like, this is great. This, this is, is great. This is a callback to, hey, auntie, my favorite yeah. line in Black Panther. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite lines in Marvel in yeah. general. <laughs> hey, hey, auntie. auntie. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. Um, and he's like still full of rage, which is interesting, actually, because you would have I would have thought that he had learned a lesson, but I guess not. Uh, he's still, no, he's mad. still pissed. He's still pissed in the afterlife. He's like, yeah, fuck this. Um, and then he's, he's still like, her listen, to, I got you done. Your brother didn't do fuck all. And I'm yeah. like, hmm. he literally basically <laughs> is like some men just want to watch the world burn like dark night. <laughs> like, yeah. Just fuck shit up, girl. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love. Oh, my God. Um, I just think it was like 
really deep there's like so many layers so as you're watching it and then after you watch it you think about it you're like oh my god because i think about like it's also really sad in the sense that like i mean in the world we live in the real world that we live in just like you know because he you find out at the end of the movie that he has a son yes who's named after that t'challa has a son yeah and you're just like oh but then it made me sad as well because i'm like like, there's a lot of kids that grow up without their dads, like, for state-sanctioned violence reasons. <laughs> and I was like... For many reasons, yeah. And I was like, well, like, yeah, because a lot of, like, black men don't have their dads for many reasons, but part of it is because of the yeah. systems that are in place that, like, kill you prematurely, um, including the healthcare system, which is very racist. Um, so I was just like, oh, that makes me sad. Kind of, because it's just like, yeah, he seems happy and stuff, but I was like, but this does happen. Like, it ends up being moms having, like, it's always the women having to, like, nurture mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. And Oh my god, it's people. like that, that awful, <laughs> that, 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 remember I told you I got so angry, that dumb statistic, where they're like, this percentage of single mothers have, like, kids who go to jail, blah, blah, yeah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, do you ever think about why and what <laughs> socioeconomic factors might have to do with that, or racial factors? Do you ever, ever think about why? Those things line yeah. up. Hmm? Hmm? Fucking idiot. Enraging. But like, yeah, it, it is one of those things. That kid, by the way, was like so fucking cute. Oh, adorable. Where'd they find this kid? He's adorable. And his also name was name. Toussaint. <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody got it except for um, mayhaps Catherine and myself because I hear Catherine, I've heard Catherine talk about this, but um, <laughs> they said it and Catherine just went, of course. <laughs> like, so good. Oh, it was so good. The um, name of the uh, leader of the Haitian Revolution, for those who don't know. Yeah. By the way, Haiti is the only country that ever had to pay fucking reparations for slavery to France. They had to pay money to France for slavery. And no black people have ever received any money for it. Anyway, whatever. Fuck the French. Um, whatever. Fuck the French. <laughs> um, oh, oh, by the way, you... fuck the French. I let, By the way. The fact that the French were the ones who were trying to steal vibranium at the beginning of the movie, oh, I was like, oh, yes. Oh, because here's scene, the thing. That scene was fucking perfect. Yeah. The thing is that I swear to God, in all these movies, it's like, like, I feel like maybe, again, maybe it's because it's white people making these movies, but it's like they forget that the French and the Dutch existed. Oh, they 100%. only blame it on England. And by the way, I'm not saying not to blame it on England. Please, I am Jamaican. Come on now. But... <laughs> Um, and Indian. <laughs> I, I blame everything on England, and so does my mother. But the fact that they have the French, because I feel like the French like to style themselves like they weren't racist. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they had a revolution. So. Right? They're like, we're fine. Or like, oh, you know, when black soldiers went to, um, like, black American soldiers went to France in World War II, they were accepted, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely France likes to not, style not. itself. Like, mm-hmm. we're not England. In the same way that England historically has styled themselves, like, we're not Spain in terms of their brutality. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the fact that it was the fucking French trying to steal their resources, I was like, yes, beautiful. they fucking would, and they still do to this day. Ugh, and the way they just, like, owned them. The way they just, like, the, the Dora Milaje beating them, you know, beating their asses was just like, yep. mwah. It was so, ah, oh, it was so it satisfying. Was delicious. I just, I was, as I was watching it, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then when the queen gets up there and she's like, you're about to see who was responsible for this. These are the Arms out. Yeah, and she was like, listen... <laughs> We don't, what was that line where she's like, we do not make it a habit of, of, um, trading vibranium. She's like, not because 
of what we'll do with it, but what you'll do with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, tell him. I was yep. so, so excited. That was the perfect scene. Oh, and they're so, so good. right. I was like, I'm glad that you came back to the United Nations, because I never understood what fuck they went to the United Nations in the first movie, yeah. but we'll not talk about that. But the fact that she came back and she was just like, fuck y'all, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, and thank you, and now we're leaving and leave us alone. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. That's the only reason you should go to the United Nations. <laughs> it was good. Because the thing is, like, Wakanda and, like, this whole story is a wish fulfillment fantasy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because Africa is not a poor continent it is a very rich continent that's why mm-hmm. everyone has been fucking literally and, and this is a academic term raping the continent for yes. <laughs> centuries mm-hmm. and the idea that there could be a place where not only did they never get them not only are they able to use their resources mm-hmm. themselves but they can also say fuck you on world platforms it's just the gift that keeps it's delicious it's yum 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 yeah the whole time it's so good also I'm going to say this again. The scene with the priest and the fact that he chose Namor to his <laughs> name because he was like, un niño sin amor. Yeah. And a, like a boy without love. And I was like, first of all, Catherine cackled when, because there's a scene where the priest is like, it's Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine laughed and I laughed and it was really beautiful. Um, and he's like, oh, he's a boy without love. And I was like, you are a priest. You don't get to tell anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Although just whipping a bunch of indigenous people. I was like, like how does nuts. he know? I was one thing I was like, was like, how does Namor even know what Spanish is? <laughs> even under the sea for a hundred years, bro. What do you, what? Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. But like, I don't understand how we understood what that shitty dude was saying. No. And honestly, Carmen, the reason I laugh is because, so Carmen and I, when we were like 18, went to Mexico Ugh. together and like my favorite I know picture, what one of my say. favorite pictures from that trip. Oh no, there's two, there's two, there's two moments, but there's a picture I have of Carmen next to a cross in Mexico and she's so upset and it makes <laughs> me laugh. Like if I'm going through like, oh, past memories, I see that and I laugh so hard. And there's another picture that makes me laugh so hard. And it's another picture of Carmen looking pissed because we were in a van and this guy was telling us the story of how Guadalupe like um, saved everybody by converting and like couldn't, she couldn't have been more angry. And it makes me laugh every time, (laughs) anytime, like, like Catholicism and Mexico come together, Carmen gets upset. (laughs) it's just it's so funny it's so funny it was it's upsetting i was like how the fuck i was anyway i'm glad that the that he he did he should have burned the whole place down like i would have been like yeah 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 yeah." oh absolutely i think well he did he burnt that place down but the whole world no 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 i i mean like i was just like man you if you if you could have just gotten all of the all of the priests all of the whites we would have been fine We also, oh, the the uh, just go back to the resources thing is that like there's a line where um, Namor says um, something about how like these countries will come after us for are their resources and do something something something. Yeah, and I'm like I love that these movies spell everything out, but again, just like in the first Black Panther, they say everything, everything, but. everything, but white people yeah they say everything but white people and they really should be saying white people because we all know what we're that's talking what about we're not talking i mean like well let's not get into china and africa because there are issues <laughs> there but there's <laughs> uh, 100%. but uh, like 
generally speaking, we're talking about colonialism. We're talking about white people. Let's yeah. all be real. Let's talk about who we're talking about. If we're the talking American about Mexicans, Empire. if we're talking specifically about Africans and Mexicans, okay, we're talking about white people. Uh-huh. And who were the probably true villain? The true villain of this whole movie is Vel from the CIA. Yeah. Who was like, ooh, I want us to have all the vibranium. Imagine what we can do with it. And you're like... Evil things. And even And the thing is, she knows it's evil things and loves it. Loves it. And that's what's scary. And I even like in the... I love how they were... um, in the UN scene at the beginning where they're like, oh, we're worried that you can build weapons of mass destruction. And I was like, well, this feels eerily familiar mm-hmm. to things that have already happened. <laughs> oh, like, oh my God. The line where they were like, oh, we want their resources. Let's try destabilizing them. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, casually, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like they've destabilized countries over bananas. They're going to do it over yeah, vibranium. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, go. Yeah. And also I'm very concerned because whatever her name val 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 Val? whatever i think val is from andor and val (laughs) is from from, um Um, black panther so she i mean she's recruiting people obviously throughout the shows Mm -hmm. for those of you who haven't seen the show she's um in a lot of like after credit scenes or like just like in does cameos in the different shows so she's Mm -hmm. in um falcon and the winter soldier and i think she's in black widow black widow and um well, she's mentioned in um, Hawkeye. I don't know that she's in it, but she's mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um, and so she's recruiting people mm-hmm. to be part of this, like, anti-hero type of team. Because she recruited the Patriot dude. The Walmart uh, oh, bootleg uh, um, Captain America. Uh, U.S. agent. U.S. agent. First of all. What a name. What a name. What a name. U.S. agent. I'm shitting my pants because I'm like, this is going to be the worst <laughs> This is going to be the most horrifying American nightmare thing. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be what Captain America would be in the real world. In the, well, that's be, what he was, truly. Yeah, he was like a Captain horrible, America, horrible human being. The thing about Captain America is that like the character of Steve Rogers says things like, the safest hands are our own. I'm like, maybe only if it's you. Yeah. Only exclusively if you're Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, anybody. Absolutely not. No. You don't trust any know. other white man with that shit? No. No. I only trust you because you had cerebral palsy in the in the 20s. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Like, it's just like, you know, anyway, it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. And truly, I don't, I don't want to see him in the next Black Panther mm-mm. movie. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean to think about that. Yeah. Also, a side note, that really is the only reason why Steve Rogers as a character is, is trustworthy is because he started out as, as like a small disabled person. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I believe that you understand injustice, actually. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I'm fine with this. You're little, you were <laughs> tiny and skinny and malnourished and poor and had dead parents and... You're like, okay. Had asthma and all the other things. Could barely breathe like you were... Like, you were made of a bird. You're like a bird with bird bones. Yeah. You're like, okay, Sure. Maybe this guy, but any other one. No, you're like, I don't trust these white men. Mm -mm. Not for one fucking second. Not for one second. And also, I do like that although it was mostly a sad movie, it did add some lightness to it here Mm -hmm. and there, like some jokes, which I very much enjoyed. Some of them are good. I mean, you know, we have not talked about this whole time because it was bad was, um, what's her name? Riri, Riri Williams. What about her? 
the her plot line did not fit with this movie at oh, all. Oh no, yeah. They like she wasn't bad. By the, by the way, the actress was great, was adorable. Great. Like like she's fine, perfectly happy to see what's her show gonna be called again? It's like Iron Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah. Ironheart. Perfectly fine. No problems with her. Why is she in this movie? She doesn't belong in this movie. Nothing about no, her belongs in this movie. They were just like, well, we can't have her. She just show up in the show. We want to yeah. set her up. And I'm like, you know what? You didn't have to do that. You didn't mm. have to do it. I would have watched it anyway. Mm-hmm. I watched Miss um, Marvel and I had no problems. Like, yeah. you, you could have just done whatever. But I think it was weird and it didn't fit. And it, it honestly, the parts of the movie that feel the least justified authentic? yeah authentic it really feels like fair. the most marvel part of the movie yeah 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 that's true it's true yeah you're not wrong about that well and that and martin freeman to be honest well, yeah but at the very least martin freeman you're like like i didn't want him there but at the very least you're like okay you tie into the idea of this yeah, being yeah. like a plot about vibranium yeah and yeah, like yeah. american government stuff mm-hmm. i guess but the fact that she like builds a suit in this in Wakanda. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they're like, well, you can't take it. You're going to have to make it your own in your own Disney Plus show later. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need something for the show. We need you to build that in the show. So we're going to keep that. Yeah. Weird. Very strange. I'm like, you let Bucky keep his bionic arm for fuck's yeah. sake. They let him keep that. He was walking around with a vibranium, vibranium arm. arm. And they were like, you can't because um, on Disney Plus in six months... <laughs> You're going to build a suit, and so we need that to be its own thing. Oh, God. I know. I know. But it's it's so... I don't know. I don't know. It was really... It was good. Again, not as good as the original Black Panther. I think there were things that I... I really was disappointed that it wasn't, like, them against white people, but I'm hoping that maybe that's what happens in <laughs> One day we'll three. get that movie. Movie three. They didn't. Maybe, they'll say, maybe they'll say white people this literally, time. Literally. Literally. Movie one. Black people against black people internal civil war. Movie two. Black people against Mexicans. <laughs> like, it's like Marvel's like... Lateral we're not, violence. <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not... You shut the fuck up. We're gonna even make the villains be the ones who want to fight the white people. We're not doing it. We're not having a race war, except we'll have a Mexican black race war, but we're not having a white black race war in this movie. And you're like, hey, doesn't really uh, check out. They say white. They've never said white once. And that's because if they say white once, every white fanboy who's shitty, every shitty white fan is going to lose their minds. I know. And that's what I want. I want them to shit themselves yeah, and get fun. angry. I'd love if they, they lost their minds. It's so much fun. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, we. I hope that folks maybe felt similarly, but if you didn't, let us know. Yes, let us know. Um, yeah, I had a great time watching these two programs mm-hmm. in the last little bit. I'm very <sighs> pleased that Disney is putting out this content, even though, mm-hmm. again, Disney making comments about uh, prison labor... <laughs> Listen, I, I don't I don't know if there's any like hard evidence on you Disney. mean about about empires about um empires when they have the largest armada well, the largest like sh- fleet of ships in the world is fucking Disney um but Disney 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 who like carts homeless people away from their parks Disney Disney mm-hmm. Disney okay Disney who's right. <laughs> Disney that basically runs like a fascistic bureaucratic empire Disney mm-hmm. huh 
okay. And yeah, and again, I don't know if Disney has specifically used prison labor, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, I'm sure they sell stuff in stores that also do. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Like, just saying. I'm just saying. If it's not prison not labor, it's sweatshops. If it's not prison it's labor, it's sweatshops. Oh, well, for, well, we know it's sweatshops. But if it's not prison labor, prison labor, it's sweatshops. But, like, I'm just saying. Their toys and clothes are all, like, made in Bangladesh, made in China, I'm made in whatever. And I'm like, hmm. Saying. And also, to remind everybody, we've been talking about prison labor in a way where They're it's They're also union-busting asshats. But yes, anyway, go busting. ahead. It, it's very much like we're talking about it in a, a like a North American context, specifically mm-hmm. an American context. But let's not forget that prison labor exists all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get something that's made in China right now, uh, who knows who's making that? Yeah. I'm not saying anything else. I didn't say <laughs> shit. I didn't say nothing. Prison labor is a problem everywhere. Even now in the Star Wars universe, which makes sense now, because I was like, "How do they yeah. build so many things?" Oh my god! Right? That honestly, the the idea is like, "How do they have one, that much money?" They don't. One final they thing on Andor, to. on in Andor, <laughs> when he goes to um space, I've seen people call it Space Miami, and I love it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he goes to Space <laughs> Miami, and he's like there the first time, and he gets arrested for nothing for walking down yeah, the street, yeah. basically. Um, the place is like really lively. When he goes yeah. back to Space Miami, it's fucking empty. Like, when he's back on the pier, nobody's there. Want to bet they're all fucking in prison labor camps? Probably. Everyone in Space Miami. Gone. Hmm. Anyway. Not good. Not good. (sighs) Well, that's all to be said, but, uh... Do you have any recommendations for this week, Carmen? Recommendation. Um... Recommendation. Got a recommendation? Got a hot seat recommendation from me, I'm recommending that everybody with a pulse watch uh, Love is Blind Season 3. And here's why. <laughs> because if you dislike yourself in any way, I promise you, you will dislike yourself a little less after you watch Love is Blind. I've never seen a sadder, uh, larger group of people in need of therapy in my life. And, um, yeah. I've only watched clips and I'm like, whoa, it's bad. This season is unhinged. It's really gone off the rails. It's bad. Well, yeah. Um, but I guess it would when you advertise that you put people in pods, they don't see each other and then they get married within like a couple of days. Yeah. Like, I feel like as crazy as it is, the first season of any reality show is the most authentic. And then everything yeah. after that is just bananas awful 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 so you know if you're having a time where you don't like yourself i highly recommend you watch it mm-hmm. i promise you you will like yourself more and you'll be like now i've made terrible decisions in my life well, i have not done that i will do feel... anything for love but i won't do that <laughs> that should be the song that oh should my be God, what, that be what so it good. does like it opens <laughs> i would do anything for love Oh, meatloaf. Rest in peace. Anyway. Okay. He's dead? Yeah, he died. Oh. Recent, somewhat recently. Oh. I think I might have known that and then forgot. That's sad. <laughs> anyway. What do you recommend? My recommendation? Mm-hmm. My recommendation is going to be a movie I watched yesterday, which is Enola Holmes 2. <laughs> oh! Uh, if you want yes. something lighthearted... Uh, then and fun watch that movie the enola holmes movies are actually like very sweet and i really yeah, like them so good and the also first one was amazing it was great and the second one by the way 
on topic has to deal with um ha- um partially has to do with uh real life unions like or like the beginnings oh. of some real life things because they go into like the matchstick girls in England Ooh. and like the so that's like part of the plot um so that's you get exciting. to see like a little baby revolution little baby union happening in uh Enola Holmes too and that's very good and also Henry Cavill um there's a reason why he got passed over for so many roles. It's uh-huh. because he's too hot and too beefy. He's too <laughs> hot and too beefy. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, Sherlock yeah, yeah, yeah. Holmes? Get the fuck out of here. You don't look like a real person. You no. can be Superman and that's it. Get out. Like, yeah. the fact that he decided to no longer be on The Witcher, wild. And also, The Witcher is the kind of role that he's only suited to because he's too big and yeah. beefy and hot. He's too hot. I can't. I was watching it like, hi, this is distracting. I can't listen to what yeah, you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes what did you, you say? The story. I don't remember. He's too hot. He's too beefy. Very fair. Anyway, that's a, that's a fun <laughs> movie. <laughs> if you want to look at a beefy hot man and a fun little girl having a great time, you can watch that. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, folks, have a good evening, morning, noon, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Drive. Please, <laughs> please do rate us five stars. It'd be an excellent gift for our 99th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember to recommend to your friends and to tell everybody to watch our episodes. Recommend your favorite. Be like, if you're going to watch, you're going to listen to anyone, listen to this one. Yeah. And just, you know, go free. Be our free advertising, please. We, we beg of you. Yes, please. Um, and you can find us mm-hmm. to, and you can direct people to us at I'd Kill a Spider for You on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on the failing hell site that is Twitter. <laughs> um, um, it might not be here in a couple weeks. It might we not know. be there. Who knows? We don't know. You can find this gal talking to you, Catherine, uh, at the CC Williams anywhere on the internet, and you can find Carmen. At Carmen underscore Maria 416. For, for all things grief, grief. And death and dying stuff. And I'm just doing bunny. the whole thing by myself. And bad buddy. <laughs> and, and in the future, if you're listening to this around mid-November, or like end of November, the World Cup. My page will be dedicated to World Cup. Yeah, Carmen told me she spent a stupid amount of money on a jersey. And she's it's not a good upset. Jersey. She's not upset. Upset, not ashamed. No, she no, said, no. "Absolutely, that was worth it." And I said, "Okay." Mexico has last World Cup. Nigeria had the best jersey. Okay. Did they go anywhere with it? No, but they had the best jersey, and that's something to brag about. Mexico is the Nigeria this year. They have the best jersey. <laughs> okay. Are they going to go anywhere with it? Probably not. <laughs> like they're just going to be a disaster. Um, I don't think they'll get out of groups. But you know what? We'll have the best motherfucking jersey out there. Yeah. And also, it looks like it belongs in Black Panther because it's uh, based on the Mayan like uh, drawings and paintings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carmen will be wearing that for the rest of her life. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. I mean, I have to because of the amount that I paid for it. So <laughs> yeah. I have to make it worth it. So, you know, folks, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, um, Wakanda forever, everybody. Yeah. I'm doing the gesture right now. <laughs> and, and what is the other one? What's yours, Mexican? Uh, I think it's uh, like Lee Talocan. Talocan. Yeah. Yeah. Mayan. That's the hey, thing. Hey, we didn't even mention. It's you it's and I Mayan. fighting in a movie. I know. It's so good. Also, um, I wish I could get paid to reconnect with my ancestral language. 
Yeah, that'd be neat. Because the all all the Latinos got to learn uh, who got, had speaking roles got to learn Mayan. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, Lee Talokan and Wakanda Forever, and um, <laughs> does Star Wars have? Oh, may the force be with, be you. with you. Does Star Wars, Wars have, have a phrase? phrase? What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs>